0: Welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. Circumnavigating the Soul Experiences of Presence That Shaped My Beliefs by Les Lancaster, PhD. There was no road to Damascus, no blinding light, just a gradual opening to a presence in the heart. Over many years, I was taught practices, meditation, visualization, developing skill in ritual. But it took some years before a finer quality of awareness brought experiences that were off limits to my normal range of senses. So the question is, why did I stay the course? In those early years when others around me reported experiences of which, to tell the truth, I was cynical, why did I continue to foster the practices? There were three factors that held me in that discipline. First was the person who introduced me to the Kabbalah, the tradition that has taken centre stage in my life for more than 40 years a man of insight, compassion, and penetrating presence, the like of which I had not experienced before. Second was the integrity of the tradition. As I explored writings of the great Kabbalists and in the Jewish rabbinic tradition, I found myself encountering minds that towered way above any that I met in the context of the research in psychology that was my academic career. I have written about the path of intellectual mysticism elsewhere. Here, I simply want to mention the intense experiential encounter that can arise from the subtle complex of meanings in which these authors were immersed. This is not intellect in the way we generally conceive it. Rather, it is an inspired wisdom to imaginatively build connections beneath the surface of what the unenlightened take to be a text's meaning. This mystical intellect convinced me that there was something worthy of my commitment. The third factor that kept me on the path that had seemingly opened by chance was precisely that, the notion of chance. It was changing dramatically. I discerned that events in the world around me formed a pattern nudging me in the direction. I had read Jung, so knew the word synchronicity, but the way in which my world was becoming enlivened by meaning seems so real, so subtly interconnected beyond occasional events that were synchronistic. Nuances of meaning that Kabbalists found woven within the fabric of the sacred text were finding that parallel in the unfolding tapestry of my life. These three elements, the being of my teacher, the realization that a form of higher intellect was attainable, and recognition of patterns in my life that bridged apparently psychological and physical realms were the trunk and branches to which the leaves of specific experiences adhered. The heart awareness came through my involvement in ritual practices. I have a vivid memory of when I first noticed it. The only words that can a- approximate the feeling are openness, space, and compassion, but they seem hackneyed. Part of the experience was my reflection at the time. Ah, so this is what the teachings are referring to. Now I know. Further distinctive experiences arose when I spent many years in movement training, both in the tradition of Gurdjieff and Sufism. The Sufi turning dance brought a range of positive, even ecstatic experiences, not to mention an initial nausea. But the experience that endures was that of achieving a change of perspective from the whirling, personal-centered perspective to one of stillness, the still point of the turning world. Whilst the sense of the world blurring past never really faded visually, its dominance became supplanted by a finer emotion associated with a growing, firmer centre. And this centeredness continued beyond the turning movement itself. A different centre of gravity had taken root. For many years, the two realms, on the one hand, my academic career, and on the other, my spiritual practices and studies in the mystical literature were rigidly demarcated. But I had a conviction that a bridge should be possible. After all, Kabbalistic teachings explore the nature of thought, albeit the unfolding of divine thought, Given the central maximum of correspondence above and below that the human as microcosm reflects the macrocosm, Kabbalistic insights into God's thought relate also to the human mind and therefore carry relevance to psychology. And it was clear to me that spiritual practices had tangible psychological effects and would therefore play a role a core role in building the bridge. Consciousness provided the initial foundations for the bridge. In the late 1970s, I introduced into the psychology curriculum a course on consciousness. It took some years before the ground was sufficiently prepared for a postgraduate programme that added transversal psychology to the mix. Raising my head increasingly above the parapet, I introduced spiritual and mystical content into a book in exploring self from the perspective of neuroscience and psychology. My studies in the Kabbalah and other traditions had sensitized me to a world of meaning and experience irreducible to the material. Engaging with Kabbalistic texts while trying to fit the ideas into the predominant functionalist and materialist assumptions in psychology was like operating with one hand tied behind my back. I increasingly hold that what truly counts is the as-if, imaginal stance that enables exploration of the other worlds of mysticism. This stance opens doors and brings richer ways of being. Such fruit for life is more important than debate over ontology. That bridge linking spirituality with academic psychology is completed when the quest toward transformation is included. The educational model that underpins postgraduate provision at the Isle of Trust, the organization of which I am director, focuses on study as journey, not only in terms of curricular content, but also in the more spiritual connotation of working with integral practices. The MSC was life-changing is a comment we hear often from our graduates. And it is a comment that takes me full circle back to my initial encounters with mysticism. Quote, if you're not prepared to change, don't touch it, end of quote, warned my initial guide into the labyrinthine world of the Kabbalah. And bringing that transformative imperative into my academic work has been the enduring legacy of my encounter with mysticism. Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.